This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on. Dynasty Podcasts, live at Virgin Hotel. We're here with Nico Saridge, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for coming up. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing your work as a photographer mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram and stuff for a while. Right. I feel like at least a year, mm-hmm. you know, because Twitter is like, a, it's a small kind of community, mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like. Yeah. Especially in Chicago. Especially in Chicago. I feel like you see the same people getting retweeted and you, mm-hmm. and now that you see what people are like liking mm-hmm. on Twitter, it's like... It gets a little weird. It's a little weird, but it's like you really get a sense of like, okay, like this is who's in that atmosphere. So I've been aware of your work for a while, and it's you've been in my kind of like mental list of like, Mm -hmm. man, somebody I got to get on the podcast. So (laughs) so yeah, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. Um, So you've got this great photography collection. You even brought a, a physical like portfolio tonight which is killer yeah i just came up on this crazy like uh professional printer for free so i've just literally spent the past three days like sitting at the crib making as many prints as i can how did you get a professional printer for free it's kind of like a weird random story so my mom has a friend who helps like clean out people's houses who like borderline hoard sure so she was helping this lady whose husband passed away unfortunately and he was a big photography like he just liked photography a lot right and he had just this printer that she had no use for so she gave it to my mom for helping out so wow yeah it's a blessing it's so crazy that's amazing for you yeah yeah because i can see from here uh we got elton aura looking at the photos we're talking to him <laughs> up next and uh and they look they look great man like the photography work looks really good it's Thank really you. good quality um so i mean let's kind of start with that like how did photography start for you well i actually started doing video originally so my mom was uh she went to school for photography when she was in college so it's kind of something that was always like pressed on me a little bit Mm -hmm. and I like never really appreciated it until I got a little older and started like I started doing videos and like my favorite part of doing videos I actually went to Columbia uh okay for cinematography for a little while and my favorite part about that was just color correcting the video so um Like, I just kind of switched back and forth between doing videography and photography just because it was kind of like once you have a good grasp on color correcting the video, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the same thing with editing pictures. You know, you're just kind of like creating a style that you like, like, and that you like just can fuck with for all your stuff, you know? So it really sounds like it was kind of like an intuitive thing for you. Mm -hmm, Like it just happened organically. Yeah. Um, That's crazy, though, because right now photography is so... Hot. Saturated. It's very, it's, it's saturated. very saturated. Like, and I mean, it sounds like you kind of were you getting into it kind of before Instagram or? Honestly, no. I was like, I started taking photography seriously. I think right when like Instagram hit that plateau, like right at sure. the point where everybody was like, okay, Instagram's out. I have an iPhone that can take a decent picture. I'm a like I'm a photographer. A you photographer. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, I look. I've got an iPhone six mm-hmm. S or whatever. Like the best iPhone. Before they took the, the uh, the headphone jack away, right? Which I'm like, That's now crazy. I'm never gonna upgrade. Um, but it takes good photos. Yeah, definitely. I would never say I'm a photographer though, because like, like I'm an audio guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, but I've I've definitely taken a couple of photos where people are like, 
dude, those look really good. You could be like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's on my phone, man. It's crazy. I have probably like five, ten prints in here that are off my iPhone, and I don't think you can really tell the difference, to be honest. No, you can't tell the difference anymore. It really is kind of like this level where now, if you have a great phone, and mm -hmm. if you know like how to use it, which apps to use, like which editing software you're using, like people can't really tell the difference. Right, yeah. Does that make it easier or harder to kind of get recognized? Well, at first when I started taking photography seriously, like luckily I was around like a good group of people where I like I had that little push. Um, but getting into it, I was really just down on myself for a long time because it was like everybody was a photographer. So it was like I would tell people like, hey, I'm a photographer. Check me out. And they'd be like, oh, cool. Another photographer. Like <laughs> you're the 15th person to hit me up today. You know, like why should I choose you over those other people? So when I started taking photos, I really spent like the first almost year, like when I was at Columbia doing video, kind of like trying to create a style for myself and like right. an aesthetic that people could like look at my pictures and be like, oh, this is something that Nico did. So Yeah, have that like... Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of like, it helped me a little bit now and it's starting to pay off now, but for a long time, it was just, it was hard to get a grasp on like getting my name out there, you know? You know, and it's it's this weird thing where, like, so I've been doing podcasting for, like, mm -hmm. 12 years. And I want to say for the first nine or ten years, no one cared about podcasts. Right. So that was a different kind of struggle where, like, when I would hit people up, they're like, so what are your podcasts? Well, mm -hmm. I don't need that. And now everyone's a podcaster. And I'm having the same thing where, like, I'm hitting people up and like, oh, well, why should I go with you? We've got, like, 30 other people. And I'm like, <laughs> God, like, there's no good version of this, you know? Like, right. either no one cares or everyone's doing it. Mm. It's just hard to break through yeah, regardless. It definitely is. Um, so how long have you been, like, I, I guess, like, in front of people with what you're doing, do you feel like? Where people have been noticing and paying attention? Like, when did that start for you? Honestly, I want to say not too long ago. Probably, yeah. like, three to five months ago. Like, right when I started working with XXL kind of frequently, mm -hmm. um, right when they started picking up my work, um, it's kind of when I started getting that, you know, um, cause other than that, it was just kind of me trying to push my own work out there. And it was kind of getting like to that point where I was stuck with like Chicago people. Like I have a good amount of people that like are fans, I guess fans or appreciate my work out in LA, mm -hmm. but mostly it's Chicago. So double XL just like having their cosign kind of helped me gain like sure. just a broader, like for a lot of people, they need to see that they're not going to. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a lot of people, like, whether they're in, like, any of the, like, kind of business worlds, mm -hmm. you know, or, like, they're a gatekeeper or something. And, like, it doesn't really matter the quality of your work. Right. It just matters who else has co-signed it. Right. And it's this weird double-edged sword now where, like, I feel like for a lot of people it doesn't really matter how good their – and not just photography, just how good their work is. Mm -hmm. It just matters, like, who else has said that it's good. Yeah. And it does kind of, like, I think cheapen – Definitely. Or, you know, it maybe prevents some real talents, mm -hmm. you know, from For who sure. don't maybe have that cosign. Yeah, it kind of puts a little bit of a pressure on people, too, because, I don't know, it's, 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 in some cases now, since it's such a saturated field, it's hard to get that cosign. Like, it's hard to do something to make you stand out, so sometimes people just, like, they do a little too much trying to get that cosign, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, or they buy followers, yep. which is always a bad look. Man, there's, I follow, like... I try to not follow people, but there's a lot of like people I follow that who like have 15,000 followers and get like 
hundred likes. And right. I just I feel like that's not a good look for you. <laughs> People well, see that shit. And the algorithm, I feel like on Instagram, and I mean, you tell me you're much deeper in the photography mm-hmm. game, but I feel like the algorithm probably isn't helping. Now that like the algorithm has changed, where it's not just a straight linear mm-hmm. chronological narrative, it's just like. You might see something from like four days ago. Honestly, when Instagram started doing the algorithm is when I stopped giving like a shit about my like my likes or my followers. I was just kind of like, all right, now my goal is to make like a picture or make something that I like. I want to look at my Instagram page and be like, like, wow, I I went crazy. Like, I really like that picture, you know? Mm -hmm. So it like when they started doing that, I just kind of like I can't follow the algorithm. I don't know what's going on anymore. So I'm just going to post it on my time and something that I'm always going to go back and look at and fuck with, you know? Well, and you've got a nice portfolio site, (laughs) which I think helps because, you know, I mean, like Instagram is a great portfolio, especially if you just lay it on someone's page Mm -hmm. versus going through the feed. But like, but you actually have a real website. Has that helped at all? Uh, I think yes and no. So I... I actually used to own a little publication, so I started learning, like, teaching myself how to code to do custom coding. Yeah, so that helped me with my website, and when I made that, I pushed it as frequently as I can. Like, I try to get people to look at it. I have, like, it pinned on my Twitter, but I don't really update it as frequently as I should, so it's always nice to have, but then again, sometimes it, it sucks because when I have it out there, and I don't have it updated, it just looks like I haven't been doing anything for a while. Like, if you don't follow me on Twitter or Instagram and you look at my portfolio, you'll think I just But I think, I think most people, that's where they're living is Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're seeing it. Yeah. So who have you worked with in Chicago? Because I know you've worked with a lot of Chicago talent. Uh, I've worked with, I mean, that it gets a little difficult to say, like, people I've worked with. I've taken pictures of a lot of people, but sometimes the people I take pictures of, it's like I'm hired by a promoter mm-hmm. or something like that for a show. So it's hard to say I've worked with them, but some people that I have like pretty good relationships with is like, uh, I don't know if you know, J.R. Donato, he's signed with Taylor gang in Chicago. Okay. Um, I worked with like some save money guys. I've shot Tokyo before, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Joey, uh, this this chance stuff that was recently. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about the chance thing. Um, but Warhol, I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. Warhol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I know my, I'm old, but I know who Warhol yeah, is. He's yeah, one of my, he's one of my good <laughs> homies, actually. He's probably one of the people that I work with most frequently. He's somebody who I really want to get on the podcast. Yeah, you know, and, and we've had, um, you know, we've had a lot of the Lyrical Lemonade guys on, like Cole mm-hmm. Bennett and stuff like that. Yep. But it's just one of those things that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely that's doable. an email I need to send. Yeah, I would say that's that's most of the people I work with in Chicago, I'm sure there's a couple of names I'm forgetting, but oh, Supa, like Super Taylor. Supa's great. You know all them, yeah. Nice dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then you've been doing this stuff in L.A. too. Mm-hmm. So how does that differ? What's the advantage of doing something in L.A.? What's keeping you in Chicago? Um, really, nothing's keeping me in Chicago right now, uh, but I went to L.A. with Warhol originally. So like probably a year and a half ago, uh, we started getting really cool before he like blew up and we just kind of like built a personal relationship. And so once he started getting booked in L.A. and kind of made it a priority for him to be out there, like it was important for him to be out there. Um, I started going out there with him and would spend like weeks, like a couple weeks out there and just do whatever I can while I was out there. And that opened so many opportunities for me. Um, Is that where you connect with Double XL? Kind of. So I... It's, I don't really know, like, there's no, I never really connected with them. It was just, like, one day I woke up, like, looked at my phone, and they followed me and DM me and were like, hey, we'd really like to use some of your work. 
So I never like really like I I think it was probably Warhol and like I was with Smoke Purple a lot in LA mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, it definitely helped me. I lived at this I stayed with one of my homies out there. His name's Jero. He's a producer. Shout out Jero. But um I would wake up random mornings like and Smoke Perp and Warhol and like Lil Pump would be sleeping on the like and a mattress on the floor. It's like, like that whole SoundCloud wave. Yeah, before they all got big, that's just kind of like I was at the right place at the right time, you know. was cool with Warhol. They all really fucked with Warhol, and just kind of like it built from there. It just started going from there. So you really were at the right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did the Chance thing come out? Where you were recently involved with his after show, the kind of like private last-minute after mm-hmm. show Social he did works. after the, uh, uh, the Bud Billiken parade, right? Yeah. So... I honestly was not expecting to be that at all. Like uh, when he tweeted everything, give, saying he was giving out free tickets, I saw it and was like, my brother called me and he was like, we should try and get tickets and go to this. I was like, yeah, it would be really cool, but I don't know if I'm going to go try and chase someone down for tickets. Sure. Um, and later that day, I got a phone call from my homie J-Mac. Uh, shout out J-Mac. He's main Tokyo's DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he called me and was like, yo, like, what's good? What are you, like, what are you doing? I was like, man, I'm in, I'm in Chicago just, like, working. I was working with uh, just one of my homies doing a shoot, and he called me. He was like, yeah, we're here for the day. Like, don't tell anyone, but Chance wanted Tokyo to be a special guest at the show. I was like, oh, true, that's awesome. He's like, well, where are you at right now? Send me your address. And I was like, I did. He's like, all right, meet me at this hot- hotel downtown. I didn't really ask any questions, but I got there, and he was like, all right, hop in. Like, opened up the door to the Uber, him and Tokyo in there. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go to the Chance show. Like, you were trying to take pictures for us. And so. Man, so you really have been like, have you ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's like what this reminds me of. You're like, right place, right time, but obviously much more intelligent. Yeah. (laughs) So it was awesome. And the next thing I knew, I was just backstage. I walked in. They gave me a pass. And it was just, Chance was just backstage chilling. He had his daughter, like, crawling around on the floor back there. And it was just, it was a really cool experience. Now, did that open doors just doing that did that change your level of like response or recognition or anything or i think so i mean yeah i think so a lot of my like even my homies like i i got back and i was like yo you guys are never gonna believe what i did today you know and they're like what and i like showed them the pictures of chance here i have one right here this is this is like this one uh most yeah I've, i've seen that one yeah yeah so this one uh i like showed my homie and he's like Bro, shit's about to change for you. Like this is this is a game changer. Like that's change. It looks, like, it's a really good shot, and he looks very like deep in thought. It looks very candid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. I mean, Complex actually reached out to me to use some of my chance footage as well. I'm about to drop uh, a whole recap of the event as well. I saw that you're like teasing a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have a video in the works. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I think people, a lot of people, really respect and really like Chance, especially sure. Chicago people. So it definitely like people are able to easily look at this and be like, wow, chance. All right. I fuck with this man, you know? So now that you've got, you've got this foundation, you've got the website, you got the portfolio, like Mm -hmm. you've, you've definitely like set the tone for your work. You've created a style. Like where do you go from here? Like where do you build this to, or what's the next level that you want to get to? Um, Well, it's something that I'm really trying to make happen right now is I at least once or twice want to go on a tour with someone and be on a tour and do tour photography for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, a, like, one kind of, like, Smoke Perp reached out to me. They have, I don't know if it's been released yet, so I, I don't want to be quoted on anything, but I think they have some <laughs> type of tour coming out soon. You're like, and I don't want to be quoted. I'm talking about this on a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. he, like, I sent him, he had to show a Portage, 
um, a couple of months ago. And so Was I, that the big lyrical lemonade one? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So I took pictures for that, and like after I sent him the pictures, he's like, "Do you have a passport?" And I was like. That's the question no. you want to hear. Yeah, I was like, no, but I could go. And he's like, because I definitely need you for the tour. Like, this shit's crazy. So uh, I, I've talked to him a couple times, seen him a couple times since then, but the tour is not really in the work. So that's, like, one thing that I'm really trying to make happen is, like, a tour. I think that's killer, though. Yeah. Like, so now that, you know, I mean, listening to you talk about these things, mm-hmm. there's obviously some things that have worked out really, really well for you that are really inspiring, like, what advice do you have for any like younger talent, anybody who's like looking up to, you know, work in that, in that space, like be a mm-hmm. photographer, connect with that wave of artists? Uh, well, one of the things that I think is like the most important is to not really put yourself above anyone else. Like I, I know a lot of people who are starting off in Chicago, like uh, they just don't put in the effort to go to like those smaller shows and make like a, a start. Like you have to start somewhere. You can't just like send an email and get into like Lollapalooza or Pitchfork you know you have to start at these smaller shows like all the shows that I started out doing were at Reggie's like I was at Reggie's all the time shooting like any show I could at Reggie's Reggie's gets like great hip hop shows yeah they they, really do every now and again they have some crazy shows yeah so uh, I think like the most important thing is to just kind of stay humble and like if it's something you really like to do and something you're really passionate about like it'll end up working out for you you know you'll put in the work without even really like trying like it'll just come easy you know but definitely just shoot everything you can like keep working be available be accessible yeah being around is really key yeah yeah that's really good advice i actually stay in the i stay in the suburbs right now Mm -hmm. and it's just like people think i'm crazy for driving back and forth from like chicago and like the suburbs every day but like if i didn't do that i definitely wouldn't have been at the chance show like there have been so many opportunities i wouldn't have gotten to do so it just be around be you like do excited it, to do it yeah when i was a kid when i was like in high school i had all these internships in the city and i mean i was in oak park mm-hmm. oak park's not that far it's we're at virgin hotel right now it's 20 minutes down the green line but i was like taking the green line or driving every day almost to mm-hmm. be in the city and like, same thing yeah. to be available to go to those kind of shows you know like the the equivalent of those kind of shows like 20 years ago right um <laughs> but that's what you got to do like yeah. in that's what's going to separate you from other people who aren't going to take that effort. It's mm-hmm. like you're going into the city, you're going to get the passport, you're doing the extra work, you're going the extra mile, you're making yourself available. Those are all the things that make a difference, and yeah, those are the things definitely. that open doors. Right. Because it, it's not even always about talent. It's like it's about how easy you are to work with and how much people can rely on you. Right. That goes a long way. Yeah, it's so important, too, in Chicago since, you know, I, I feel like the creatives in Chicago that are really making a mark are pretty recognizable to those other people. Right. So the more frequently you're around and just shooting stuff in Chicago, people start to like recognize your face and start to recognize your work and like being around just makes it easier to get your work out. Like if you shoot one show and disappear and nobody sees your face for like ever, then no one's going to remember who you are. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. The Instagram is just your name, right? Nico Saridge. Yep. People can find you on Twitter. Same thing. Same thing. And is the website just NicoSurridge.com? Yep, it's NicoSurridge on everything. You got that branding. I do. That's, yep. that's fortunate. Not everybody gets that. <laughs> I was, we got that with the podcast, and I was really thankful that like our .com, our Twitter, everything right. is the same spelling. Mm-hmm. You know? Blessed. 
Yeah, Blast. Uh, that's the 2017 version of yep. being Blast. It's like, you know, social media synergy. Yeah. Um, people can check out your work there. You're updating the Instagram all the time. Yep. Nico Sarage. Mm-hmm. Um, doing cool things, man. Thank you. Let's, you know, same thing. Let's check in as things develop for you. Like, maybe check back in in the spring or something like that. Right. Or, like, if you go on a tour, like, the mic's on. <laughs> I want Definitely. to hear what the next chapter of this is for you, man. Thank right. you so much for coming out. Yeah, of course. Uh, one more thing that sure. I, I wanted to say is I'm actually about to start, um, shout out to the printer, but I'm about to start making one of one photo books with exclusive, like I want to do each book with like 30, 40 prints in it, but make each book be unreleased exclusive prints that like I have, I have 35,000 pictures in my Lightroom library. Just like there's so many pictures man. that nobody will ever see. So I'm about to start making some custom books um, and have each book with a different Chicago artist design in the cover. Uh, and inside is going to be 30 pictures that nobody else has ever seen or nobody else has ever had in prints. And just give them away or auction them off on my Instagram. Just something Start unique a that everyone can have. Yeah, That's how you do that. Make a Patreon and have it be like a certain level of um, subscription, mm-hmm. you know, like a certain tier where like you pay X amount of dollars and at this level... You get a mm-hmm. custom photo book. Right. Yeah, that's be how awesome. you do that. Great idea. Yeah, man. I, I think that's killer, though. I think you've got the right idea with all this, and I'm excited to see what happens next for you. So thank you. I thank you so that. much. Nico Sarage. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.